maybe you should throw something in like, hey, just so you know. Hey, hey, kids, just so you know, we're going to talk about death a little bit. Uh, yeah, but it's here, cool. I mean, we can do it now and I'll put yeah, it in. I think that's what he was doing. Oh, sorry. My bad. Should we say it all together? I think we should just keep this whole conversation. <laughs> and just stick it at the front. Yeah. And now for the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to Nickel Park. This is a couch guided safari through the wilderness of life. And I am your most un, unused to Kentucky allergy season guide. Mm. This is good. Uh, it's got to be a toss-up, right? Yeah, I mean, it, we got to be tied. You're... I am your tied for first place most used to Kentucky allergy season in the Ohio Valley in general guide, Ben. And, and I'm also tied, and I'm Luke. Josh, what allergy has done this to you? You sound as though... Uh, you have been killed and then revived. That's about what it feels like. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, allergy C minus. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I came up to visit for a total of three days, and I came back sounding like this, and I wake up hacking and spitting and and dying in the middle of the night. Mm. Did what you what? sleep with a bunch of cats? Uh. No, unless uh, unless the the guest room bed that my parents have the blanket was made out of cat fur and I didn't know it. Possible. It could be. Darren's been into a lot of crafts recently. Mm-hmm. He may have knitted it himself. They, I yeah. did notice there was a sharp decline in the number of strays around their house, <laughs> and that's just that's just using your resources wisely. That's right. Life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When life gives you cats, you make blankets. You make mm-hmm. blankets. Mm-hmm. For your guests to stay cozy and warm. I've always said that. Right. Did you? Maybe you absorbed Ian's allergies. Because mm. you were wearing him at the wedding, and he's got no, he, now he doesn't have any of them. Like, like one day it was like Ivy couldn't touch, couldn't even get close to milk, and he would start just vomiting. Like a water fountain, and then mm-hmm. now she can eat just like a bowl full of mac and cheese and wash it down with Oreos and milk, and then eat a stick of butter, and he's totally chill and fine. You know, that's interesting because I have actually become aware of like, I feel like I'm more sensitive to dairy than I've ever been in my life. So maybe, maybe onto something there. Maybe he gave it to you through osmosis. Osmosis is what I was going to say. Now there there was that time at the wedding. I don't know if you remember or not, but I looked down and Ian was looking directly at me, not mm-hmm. blinking, and his eyes turned like this foggy red color, mm-hmm. and then he started chanting in Latin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the light came out of his mouth, and you opened your mouth, and it went inside of you. 
Oh, is that what happened? Because I'll yeah. be honest, I, I don't even remember what happened after it, that. It was a weird moment, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass anyone. Was that around the same time when the sun went black for about four seconds? It was, yeah. It was okay. around that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to draw too much attention to it because, like, you know, Zach and Taylor's big day. I didn't want to steal their thunder. Right. I thought maybe it had something to do with them, um, but I guess not. I guess it was just an allergy thing. Yeah, <laughs> an al- an allerg- allergy tr- trans transit transfer transfer. Thank you. <laughs> Deposit. I was, trying to, I was trying to add too many syllables at the end. <laughs> Glad we got that sorted out. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, this week I ran into a really great question on the internet. Um, I'm not really sure how this popped up. I don't even remember where I saw it. Um. But I think it's something that should be addressed. I don't think it's quite enough to, to be our um, unconventional problem, our conventional mm-hmm. problem. It's just, it just, it's just an interesting thought. So this comes from Reddit, posted by user uh, T Tortrix. Okay. Seven years ago. It's a little old. I'm a little slow right. <laughs> uh, on on the on the uptick, but uh, he asks how big does a rock have to be before a body isn't removed what so this of course peaked 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 my interest uh he goes on to explain it's a little lengthy uh he says i was driving back from a climbing trip the other day and a buddy and myself had an interesting yet slightly morbid question here's the scenario you're outside playing on the rocks when you feel the rock shift no this isn't just a little death block it's a death boulder You maintain your grasp as you descend with this giant boulder. Thud, the boulder lands on top of you, and you are surely dead. (laughs) Do rescue crews come in to try and retrieve your body? Does it matter how big the boulder is? Maybe it all depends on how remote the location is, or local laws. What are the laws of bodies getting smashed by boulders? In an ideal scenario, I would like to assume that this boulder was massive and had some V5 to V17s on it, and then my body (laughs) remains trapped. And the problems are named in my memory. Mm, okay. Wow. So basically, how big does a boulder have to be that when you're crushed by it, they don't remove it to get to get at your body? All right. So my uh, off the bat, I'm thinking there's also a size to where there's not going to be enough body worth removing. Mm-hmm. You know, assuming it lands upon you. Right. Mm-hmm. True. You're gonna mush pretty significantly much harder to bury jelly even if they do get the rock off of you they're just gonna have to scoop you up with a dustpan or something it'd be the equivalent of trying to get that spider off your shoe after you stepped on it right after the spider has become one with your shoe right right Mm -hmm. it's merged souls literally with the sole of your shoe i think a lot of it would have to be like whatever size vehicle they could get to the rock is right. going to determine whether or not they can move the rock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if they can't get anything bigger than a than a f-150 in there it's not gonna be that big of a rock right i think here's my thing i think part of it depends on size part of it depends on like how bad someone wants your body and how much money mm-hmm. they're willing to put up for it <laughs> Uh, but also, I think it depends on where you fell or where it fell on you more specifically. Because, like, if there's an arm sticking out, 
I think they have to move it. They have right. to, like, they can't just oh, yeah. leave your arm there. So if you want your body removed, you have to do everything you can to get some part of your body outside <laughs> of the smash zone. Because <laughs> even if it's the biggest rock in the world, but like some dude's arm is sticking mm-hmm. out from under it, they're, just, they're not just going to like get in there with a, like a sawzall, right? Or would they? Or, or would like, they is now what I'm thinking. <laughs> would, or would they just throw some dirt on top of it and hope it stops twitching? See, I'm thinking it would have to be it would have to be a pretty substantial amount of body part because if it was just like your finger, I think they would just leave it and name the new boulder Ben's Ben's pinky finger. Mm, it's gonna have to be the head then. So you're gonna have to get your head out. Yeah, because they're not gonna just get in there with a with the sawzall. That's a real attention grabber. Yeah, right. That some somebody would make a stink about that if I got crushed by a boulder and just my head was left out, and they just sawzalled my head off and threw some <laughs> dirt over the neck. That's Ooh, that, that is, is newsworthy. That's graphic. It also depends on who's being crushed, like you said. Because if Alex Honnold gets crushed while he's climbing a boulder, you know they're going to get him out. Oh yeah, they're going to move. I get crushed boulder. under a boulder, and yeah. They're gonna name it Josiah's Boulder because no, like they forgot just exactly what your name was. <laughs> I think he said his name was Josiah, and he screamed it as this boulder fell on him. Oh, I man. think I would want to be left under the boulder, and like you said, have it named after me. You know, yeah, like it'll it'll bury me via some force, uh, so that'll count for burial. And then I, I would want it to just be named in my honor. You say count for burial, like you ha- like it's required to be buried. Yeah, well, I mean, if 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 your eventual goal is to get buried and a rock mushes you a few inches down, mm. that probably counts, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. You're saying when you get into heaven, God sends down an angel with a tape measure and like measures <laughs> how much of your body is in the ground. He's like, ah, you're only three quarters of the way in. Sorry, bud. Tough. You're gonna have to wait outside for a while. <laughs> I would want them to uh, like, like put the headstone on top of the boulder, mm. or yeah. carve my name into the boulder. Like carve, carve, whatever they'll say about me into the boulder. Yeah, I like the headstone on top, kind of like how some climbing places have a bell you ring at the top. Yeah, if if like this guy was saying, there's some V fives to seventeens on there. When you get to the top, you. Smack the headstone and right. and everybody's getting pictures with it because they yeah. just climbed a V seventeen. Get a picture with the the Ben stone. Here lies Ben Fraser. Give me five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a so. with the imprint of my hand because that was what was left out. That they saws on off. <laughs> <sighs> I think yeah. So I think hmm. I don't know, because he asks specifically for a size. Right. Okay. How big does a rock have to be before the body isn't removed? I think anything bigger than a car, like a a SUV, like a big car. Because at that point, I feel like you're going to have to get some sort of, you're going to have to get some jackhammers in there or some dynamite. To to break it into smaller pieces. And and you're probably in a national park. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's probably regulations about that. Yeah, I was gonna say something in the ballpark of like ten by ten, mm. but by ten, I guess that seems right. big. Ten yeah, by any- ten by two would be 
Weird. It's just a sheet of granite. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and why were you trying to climb it in the first place? <laughs> That's just decorative marble. That was just yeah. a loose countertop. Maybe that's why he was climbing. Was, you know, he was down at the bottom. It's like, that's it was, clearly my next countertop up there. I got to go. Was, it was just in Lowe's. <laughs> it, wasn't even, it wasn't even in the woods. Yeah, I think I think anything bigger than like, than like me reaching full span in all directions. I think anything bigger than the Da Vinci man with his eight arms <laughs> and six legs. Anything mm. bigger than that, they're not going to move. Unless you, unless someone really wants your body and is willing to pay for whatever excavation equipment to get it and right. scrape it up, I hope that my family would have like the insight as to who I am as a person to realize that I would just kind of be okay being left there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then later, like when like Ivy died, she would just go stand next to it, and they would drop another boulder on her <laughs> when she was her time to go. Maybe, maybe that made it sound like she was alive. They would it lay her body it, down and then drop another boulder on her. We're not advocating euthanasia by boulders. Should we have put a little warning at the beginning of this episode that we were going to get into some morbid stuff? Yeah. I, I would have if I had known. Yeah. Maybe we, we could, that dark. Maybe you should throw something in like, hey, just so you know. Hey, hey, kids, just so you know, we're going to talk about death a little bit. Uh, here, here, cool. I mean, we can do it now, and I'll put yeah, it in. I think yeah, that's okay. what he was doing. Oh, sorry, my bad. Should we say it all together? I think we should just keep this whole conversation. <laughs> and just stick it at the front? Yeah. And now for the episode. <laughs> Perfect. What was the last thing we said before that? I think someone mentioned euthanasia by boulders. Oh, Euthanasia yeah. by boulders. That's all right. Which, if you're going to go, like, that's a much less... Right expensive way to go i know the boulder i would pick okay there's um there's a small town in like appalachia kentucky as you're heading into tennessee i forget the name of the town but up it's like down in a valley and if you look up along this like one ridge of the mountain next to the town you can see this very large boulder that has broken off from the rest of the mountain and there's just a chain running from the boulder to the top ridge of the mountain, just like keeping it from completely tumbling down and crushing however many homes in this really? in this town. Yeah, it's wild. Wait, how thick is that chain? Because surely someone's thought of, you know, let's cut that I mean, thing. the road, yeah, the road is like, I don't know, half a mile as the crow flies from it. So it looks very small. But if you're able to see it, then it's probably huge. Yeah. So you would you set up some sort of way for it not to just like roll over you and continue into the populated area, or mm. would you just kind of like try to stand where it would wind up at the end? I think I would just wait at the end <laughs> and pretend like I wasn't the one that blew up the chain. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you couldn't like cut it and beat it down the mountain. You'd have to have some sort of remote explosive. <laughs> <laughs> Josh just full sprinting down a mountain trying to get in front of this boulder <laughs> at age 83. <laughs> that would that would kill me more than the boulder. Right. Yeah, I think that's just... you should like hire a team of scientists to 
look at all the dimensions of the rock and the the ground that it will tumble upon and have them, you know, map out exactly where it's going to land. Because you don't want to be wrong. Exactly. That'd look bad. That would look bad. If it landed like two feet to the right. Yeah, it's literally, I looked it up, it's literally called Chain Rock. Nice. A cl- it's a cliff in in Kentucky. That's pr- That's pretty cool. I don't know that I know, I don't know that I've met the boulder yet that I would like to be crushed by. You think you could uh, cut off the top of, uh, nope, that's not mm-hmm. what, I, never mind. I mean, there's the there's the little one on top of haystack that is almost coffin shaped already. If you could, oh, yeah. if you could cut that off and then just like lift it up, and get underneath it, <laughs> just set like a an old school trap. Yeah, for yourself with some Oreos and milk that says "Ben" underneath. <laughs> you leave whatever like old you will be into. It's like the Andy Griffith shows under there, and an old VHS player. 83-year-old Ben is like, oh, boy. Can't wait to watch those again. <laughs> what were you going to say, Luke? Um, oh, about the boulder. I think I was thinking of a fictional boulder. Um, and I think it's in Cars. I don't Willis know. Butte? I don't... What? <laughs> the, ro- the, the rock structure that they race around? Is it? Let me... What do what do I even look up to find that Willie's Radiator Butte. Springs? Yeah, just look up Willie's Butte. That might be what you're thinking of. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is where they race around. I yeah. think. Yeah, there's like a weird shaped. Uh, yeah, I don't even well, know. It's how shaped to describe. like a shaped like a hood ornament. Oh, it yeah, mm-hmm. it clearly is. That was on yeah. purpose. Right, because yeah. it's cars. Yeah, have yep. you guys ever gone so back and rewatched Cars and noticed that like all the like mountains and mesas and whenever they show like looking out over Radiator Springs, it's all like parts of cars. Mm-hmm. It's like fenders and yeah, it's, yeah. I did not it's know cool. that. It's awesome. Totally missed that as a kid. I was only half wrong. They do. I forgot about this. I've been there. They have a real version of Radiator Springs in. Uh, Disneyland in California. So they've got that boulder. Oh shoot. So that's that's the one. I'll be honest, I think that's maybe the one boulder they definitely will move if you get <laughs> killed under that. But not because of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, just cuz like they can't have that as the new attraction because of the big line forming at the cars ride that no one can now go on. Right. Right. And they would rename it to Lukey's Butte. Hey. Worth it. You want to go make some money? Yes, please. Well, folks, welcome to the ad booth. We're going to make some money real quick. As you know, we get sponsored every week by one big company and one small company. So we're going to go big first. Our big company sponsor this week is, of course, Jimmy John's. Everybody's favorite sandwich store. That is not a joke. It is my favorite sandwich store. If I'm going to get fast, like a fast sandwich, it's going to be from Jimmy John's. How fast? Some have said freaky fast. They have a drive-thru near my office, and I, 
I, I frequently forget to pack a lunch and it is freaky fast and super convenient. And I go there more than I care to admit. <laughs> it's all right. This is a safe place. I've, I've had my fair share of Jimmy's John's. And this week, what they'd really like to get the message out about is their very good old bread. Mm. So for those of you who don't know, when you enter a Jimmy John's, up on the counter, well, really up up over the glass where they make the sandwiches freaky fast, there will be a, like a clear plastic tub, and it will just have some loose bread in it. And you'll think, well, that's weird. Why they got loose bread up on the countertop? Like it's not a showcase. It's just a. It's just like a plastic tub full of loose bread. But what they want you to know is that bread is for sale. You can purchase that bread. It's day old bread. It costs fifty cents a piece, like a regular, whatever, however long of a piece it is. And you can just take it and have it and take it home and use it for sandwiches at home or whatever else you want to. Right. The uses of this day old bread are borderline limitless. Yeah. And they don't, Jimmy John's doesn't want to keep this bread more than a day because after that, it's not worth anything. Mm -hmm. Right. They got to get this bread out. After that, it becomes a weapon. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I actually went and picked up a loaf of this very good bread today. Uh, and I intend to use it for uh, French toast tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. That is good. Well, quick, uh, what, what are y'all's favorite sandwiches from Jimmy John's? Let's just get this out there. Yeah. Gargantuan. Uh, whoa. Dang. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I usually go for the number 17, the ultimate porker, but mm, I've also been choice. known to fool around with some number nine. That is the Italian nightclub. I was going to say that's so I'm tied between the Italian nightclub and the beach club because I love Ooh. me some avocado. Avocado, yeah. And, and cucumbers. It's avocado and cucumbers. What is more fresh and crunchy than that? But also the Italian nightclub makes me feel good and warm inside, even though it's a cold <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like It's just good. It's got all the good Italian meats. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that wet that they pour on it. Yeah, the wet, whatever that is. Mm. All right, so now that we're all hungry for Jimmy John's, what's their favorite thing to do with their leftover bread? So one thing I do, um, and this is kind of a seasonal thing, it's really only in the winter months uh, when my feet get cold, but I like to make loafers out of them. And, Mm. you know, loafers, loaf of bread, kind of makes sense already. Mm -hmm. But you may be thinking... That those are going to get real nasty if you're just walking around in bread all day. But the thing mm-hmm. is, at 50 cents a pop, like you can go for the whole month for like 40 bucks or the whole winter season for like 40 bucks. Right. New pair mm-hmm. of loafers every single day. And they're so comfy. Jimmy John's bread is incredibly soft and it's got that firm bottom. It's exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to run in them? Because I got a feeling. You might be you might be fast. How fast? You might be freaky fast to run in those <laughs> bread loafers. I don't know if their speed translates to just like innate bread quality, but I like to think it does. Oh my gosh, I would love to see someone like a track star show up wearing loaves of bread. You're like, yeah, sponsored by Jimmy John's. Freaky, freaky fast. fast. That'd be pretty good. 
I like to take the day old bread, and it's got by the time it's a day old, it's got a good crust, real firm crust on it. And what I like to do is kind of chop off the top and hollow out the inside, and I like to use it as a nice wine decanter in the evening. Ooh, yeah, real, real classy. Got a real. It's got sort of a a communion vibe. <laughs> yeah, it gives it a little more body. Right. Mm. Soaks up some of the tannins. I like to uh, take them and hollow them out and eat the insides, of course. And then I like to put a little bit of cheese in the end. Mm -hmm. And then I like to basically use them as uh, mousetraps. So I put them up with a mice are. The mice go in. They start eating. They eat the cheese and then they just start eating the bread because they pair so well. And it takes them so long to eat that much bread that you can usually get up there in time to sort of trap them in the bread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it's like a real humane release. Right. Sure. then you just set the bread and the mouse outside. Oh, you or, meant like a release release, not like a release from life because you're suffocating oh, them inside of the No, I don't suffocate them with the bread, at least not on purpose. Okay. Um, sometimes I like to take them out in the backyard and do kind of like a like a grenade toss. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Frag out. Frag out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I scream and I throw them into my neighbor's yard. <laughs> I scream frag out late at night <laughs> and throw things into my neighbor's yard. They love it. Yeah, it's, it makes for great mousetraps. Hmm. I might have to try that. I think that pretty much uh, wraps yeah. it up. I'm hungry for Jimmy John's. So, thanks, Jimmy John's. Go get your very good old bread uh, from Jimmy John's today. All right, so now we're going to move on into our go home for the week. Um, This time we're kind of home adjacent uh, in the city of Lexington, Kentucky. Um, Do you guys, are you all aware of any uh, celebrities from the the fine town of Lexington, Kentucky? Uh, Secretariat. That's a good one. Seabiscuit. Okay, both horses. I think Jennifer Lawrence is from Louisville. She is? Yep. So that's just Mm -hmm. a cool thing I know. All right, and 2 Chains is from Atlanta. So those are two places we're not talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, from Lexington uh, hails the great um, George Clooney is who I was getting at. Whoa, really? Yeah. Old George Clooney. Couldn't come up with a cool, <laughs> funny name for him. He seems so um, not Kentucky. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Because of his smooth and suave demeanor. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. sort of famousness. Right. Right. All of the above. Anyway, he's coming back to Lexington, coming back to his roots. Um, He's not really doing so much acting anymore, but now he's moving in to... Uh, a business that he's calling Clooney's Cons. And he's using his experience from the famous movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Oceans, where right. where he plays Danny Ocean and he commits crimes, breaks into banks and uh, casinos and whatnot. So he is now giving private lessons to, you know, wannabe con men, uh, crime lords. And teaching them how to break into stuff. Yeah. 
He's uh, and, and it's not just his. I mean, he obviously is bringing a ton of experience from oceans. Um, he of course is gonna bring information like hire a small Chinese man to get into tight places, um, you know, stuff like that. But then he's also bringing information from you know his wealth of knowledge from other movies. Uh, Batman comes to mind. I know he's big on utility belts in in the grifting industry, mm-hmm. as well as distracting nipples, uh, so that you can distract your your marks is what they're called, uh, with your very flashy uh, nipple armor, mm-hmm. as Julia Roberts does in the Ocean's movies. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was actually looking on his website, uh, ClooneysCons.com, if you want to check it out. He's got some, like, sample videos of what you can expect to see in a class. And um, so one of the clips I saw was him talking about how to get into a vault, um, specifically one at a casino where it's, like, underground, big vault, big old, like, twisty, cool-looking door. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was talking about how a lot of people have it built up in their mind that these vaults are super hard to get into. But when he was shooting um, for Ocean's Eleven... he said it's hardly anything. There's like a keypad and the key code is always one, two, three, four. And then the thing just twists right open mm. and it's super simple. Um, a lot of people make a much bigger deal about it than it is. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so that is very cool. I also like how he teaches you how to properly execute a montage. So this mm. is a little known secret in the con artist community, really just like criminal activity in general like you can always mm-hmm. get more done if you get a good montage on like he teaches so you how to find how to find the genre of music to be playing during your montage to really capitalize on it how to you know what activities to engage in to ensure that the montage goes well and looks good like are you doing is this is this an oceans 11 montage or is this an italian job montage Mm. Or is this mm. a A-team montage? Or is this a <laughs> Rocky montage? There's so many montages. And you really got to pick your style. But if you do it the right way, you can accomplish infinitely more than you think is humanly possible in a given amount of time. Right. You can accomplish a day's worth of activities in like a minute. Right. You can beat a Russian on steroids. Using snow and logs. <laughs> and mo- and the power of montage. And the power of a montage. And right, and some good music. Well, uh, thank you, George, for the shout out or for the, uh, for the opportunity to advertise for your business here. Um, like I said, ClooneysCons.com. Check it out. Uh, if you use promo code NICKELPARK, you can sit in on your first lesson for absolutely free. Whoa. All right, folks, welcome to the unconventional solutions portion of the podcast, the part of the podcast where we solve problems unconventionally. Once again, we are going back to the lovely neighborhood of Hollywood, Florida, so that we can help out some neighbors in need. Um, I got two of them today because the first one I know is probably going to be a pretty brief one, but I definitely wanted to uh, bring it to the podcast to see if we could just get a quick uh, quick answer for this person. So here, here's the first one. Um, LK says, Leslie, nope. 
Leslie Nope, perfect. Leslie Nope says, Susan Hart phone number. Hi, I'm looking for Susan Hart phone number. She is affiliated with Humane Society Trap and Release Cat. If anyone could give me her number for a friend, thank you. Ah, I like the for a friend edition at the end. That's a good touch. Um, Definitely takes a little creepy edge off of it. Right. Because it's not um, for them. It's not for Leslie. It's for a friend. Why? Right. Why? Why would Leslie need to know Su- Suan or Susan? Sorry, Susan Hart number. So yeah, do you guys know Susan Hart number? Is the Sus- Is it like a constant? Is it like Planks constant or some other? Is it like the Susan Hart number? <laughs> like, like you like multiply it by right, like something, and then you and then you get cat, and then the cat disappears. Um, I don't know. Let me look it up. Susan Hart number. I would imagine it is because otherwise they would have. Put the apostrophe S on there, right? Right. Put possessive. I guess Plank's constant is possessive. Freaking Plank yeah. got his own constant. Okay, yeah. can I get can I get a constant? Can can Ben's constant just be like three? <laughs> and that's just mine. Like people know, mm-hmm. like yeah, no, that's Ben's. Like that's Ben's constant. Like it's always three. Let's see why not. Because Ben chose claimed. It. Well, like, why well, is there something significant to you that makes it your constant? It's just always mine. I, I got it first. I said I decided it was mine first. I think it, if you can come up with the proof that three is always three, which okay. shouldn't be too hard. Shouldn't be too bad. Then I think you can claim that. Yeah, okay. Could it be like adopt a highway kind of deal? Like, you can pay to get a number <laughs> and it helps maintain, like, math or something. Sure. I mean, you can buy your a star. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. That's some that's some nonsense, huh? Buying a yeah. number is way more like applicable. Yeah. Yeah, you could do so many things with that. Like, like okay, let's say I think I would pick zero. So oh, now shoot. I am the supreme ruler of zero. It's gonna be a hotly contested one, right? Which means proving I can just zero. On, mm-hmm. Hey, proving zero—that is actually hard. That is tough. I like it though. Luke, what number would you pick? Oh, um, dang, probably eight. Okay. Nice. Hey guys, none of us did sixty nine or four twenty. We're adults now. Good job. Yeah, yeah no. nice. Excellent. They were racing through my mind. It's all. It was like forty two sixty nines in a row, and then I finally got to eight. <laughs> Next, next day, you're like swiping on Tinder, just furiously yeah. trying to find something. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with your supreme authority over the number three and eight? I'll just make like you, everyone say it. Like, you couldn't just say, like, what's three times six? You'd have to say, what's Ben's constant times six? Except it'd probably wind up being like, what's Ben's constant times Susie's constant? Mm. True. That and then true. people would just count in the names of people Josh. <laughs> right. Dinkin, Friedrich, Ben, and it would just be unconscionable. Right. Your your bank account would just read Heathcliff, <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> Point, <laughs> Point, Jeffrey, uh. Darren. <laughs> so so this woman is after a number, the phone number. We Susan assume Hart phone number. Yep. Of. A lady who can get rid of her friend's stray cat that she found. 
Yeah, she is affiliated with Humane Society Trap and Release Cat. Specifically Cat Division of Trap and Release. Right. Oh, I took it as there was a, a cat doing the trapping and releasing. Mm. Like, it is the trap and release cat. Susie Hart. Yeah. S- Susan, the trap and release cat. Could be. Cats are pretty, I feel like, would be pretty suited for that. Yeah. Except for the release. Right. My Our cat was always more trap and have, <laughs> trap and play with until dead. Right. Release from life. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Release of the soul. Boy, this is a real this is a real more this is a real death heavy episode, huh? Well, we can move on if it if it would brighten things up. Yeah, what what else you got? Okay, all right. <clears throat> DC says uh Darnell Cod's wallop says playgrounds are in unacceptable conditions. We want to petition the city of Hollywood to upgrade and renovate playgrounds in the east side area. The slides and equipment are in bad shape and falling apart. Who can we go to fix this? Any ideas? Okay. Is it possible that, I'm ass- well, I'm assuming that Darnell is an adult. Mm-hmm. And perhaps uh, his style of play on the playground is what's causing these issues. Mm. Uh, maybe they're not quite built for him and his size. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And his other adult friends. Yeah. Right. Like they broke the merry-go-round months the, the ago. Cod, the Cod's Wallop clan. <laughs> <laughs> Darnell and the Cod's Wallop clan. Out I'm here breaking, breaking playgrounds. Yeah. The, yeah. He says the slides are and equipment are in bad shape. It makes me think that maybe going down a slide maybe kind of bent in half. Mm-hmm. Or maybe or it was go, just too short. You know, have you guys ever tried to go back to a playground and you're like, mm. the slide is the less than the length of me? Yeah, I'm already right. done and I haven't started. Yeah. <laughs> I am both on the slide and off the slide at the same time. I am a paradox, a playground I, paradox. I slowed down when I got on the slide. <laughs> I was walking faster to it. Uh, Well, if that's the case, then it's just a matter of reinforcements, right? Like. Get some two by fours out there and mm-hmm. reinforce those those slides and whatnot. Um, can we talk about big kid playgrounds? That's what mm-hmm. I was really wanting to get at. Like, why is that not? I love playground. At least, I mean, I used to. I'm sure I still would if I had the time. Yeah, and and had a big kid playground. Right. Like, I want a slide that I can actually slide down. Right. We've all been to the city museum mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And that is a playground for all ages. And it is mm-hmm. easily one of the most fun places I have ever spent a whole day. Absolutely. Yeah, I want monkey bars that I don't have to worry about my feet touching when I try to go on them. Mm-hmm. A, sli- um, a, a, a twisty slide that doesn't, you know, that I'm not doing a full 360 from head to toe, you know? <laughs> right. You're not going to have to go see a chiropractor after. Yeah. Yeah, why is that not a thing? I really don't have an answer. I just, like, yeah, just, if they built them, we would go there. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I, I feel like you could, like, you could, uh, little kids' playgrounds don't work for big people, but big people's playgrounds could still work for little people. Right. Like, a bigger slide is just more fun. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be inherently more dangerous. 
for little good little people. I mean, the monkey bars, yes. If you made them tall enough that Josh wouldn't touch his feet, they would be 12 feet in the air, and that could get tough for little kids. But if you just put them out of reach, like, it's no big deal. Maybe make a smaller set right next to them. Right. Yeah. That or maybe instead of making all of the floors of playgrounds out of, you know, splinters Mm -hmm. layered upon concrete, you could make it out of soft stuff. Hmm. For, For our weak old knees. Yeah. And for the kids, you know where the dream you know where the dream playground is, mm. in the ocean. Like under just the- like no, just like just like thirty feet offshore, just like in the just like in the two foot shallows. Ooh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's the like, ideal ideal adult playground spot. That would be really fun. And what's that? There's a tiki bar on the beach. Mm. So you can have a margarita and then go slide down the spinny slides. <laughs> Recipe for success. And then if you have too many margs, guess what? It's the ocean. It doesn't matter. It's all going to float away anyway. Barf away. Yeah. S- playground swings and margaritas are a great mix. <laughs> but I want big I want big swings. I want right. adult-sized swings. I want swings that I can like really get some momentum on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Swings that I don't have to like bend my knees up into my butthole in order yeah. to not drag on the ground. <laughs> right. Yeah, that I don't have to throw and loop around the swing pole mm-hmm. twice before it's uh, right. like a height. And also that doesn't compress my pelvis. <laughs> we didn't help this person get his playgrounds fixed at all. Well, we might be. Maybe. If we take it from the spin that they're not working for his size, we're now That's coming true, up right. with solutions for playgrounds that will. Right. But what are what, some we, unconventional some ways ones. we can fix? Yeah, some unconventional some, fixings. Because no one's going to put a ton of money into repairing playgrounds, but if there's like mm-hmm. a cheap, resourceful way to repair playgrounds that's just outside the box, like I'm right. thinking it's all tires. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they've done some stuff with tires because tires, you can get like used ones for tire swings and like make stuff out of them litter them on Mulch. the ground as cushioning right. um but i mean like it's all tires right it's just a bunch of tires because here's the thing kids are ingenious and if you give them a big sandbox full of tires they're gonna do some stuff they're gonna they're, make their own playground they're gonna make yes. a fort they're gonna make a fort and they're gonna make tunnels and they're gonna do cool stuff with those tires that you never even mm-hmm. imagined that's a really good point. I mean, why not the whole car at that point? Like, there's junkyards. Yeah. Just raid a junkyard, and all you need is a junkyard and a welder, and you can make and fix any playground. And now you're, and that is the city place. Basically, the city, C- city, museum? city museum, the city museum. Right. The other right. one was where I got married. This is the the adult <laughs> playground. I like the junkyard idea because in all the movies that you see as a kid when they're playing around junkyard, it looks so fun. Mm-hmm. I always find cool stuff. Yeah. Right. But make sure all those doors are off the refrigerators. Right. Don't, Don't want, want any Indiana Joneses. In oh. Don't want to set off any nuclear bombs like in Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> in which case we would need the doors. Could you, so say you just have an existing playground that's kind of beaten down, could you just cover the whole thing in uh, Flex Seal? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Repair. It can repair a lot of damage. Could you burn the existing playground? And much like a phoenix, everyone knows playgrounds are like phoenixes. Out of the ashes of the original playground will arise a new, better, stronger playground. Yes. Yep. Okay. I think you could do that. I'm trying to get back. I've realized in recent episodes we haven't been unconventional enough, so I'm trying to get back to that. You're right. You're right. Getting a little conventional. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Could you make it like a nice spot for aliens to land? Mm-hmm. Really appeal to them. Cut a bunch of crop circles and be like, yo, you've been here before, clearly, come on down. And then they come down and they're like, this playground is in terrible shape. Let us help you poor humans. They're like, oh, thank you. We have no idea how to fix it and make it better. And they say, on our planet, we have playgrounds for adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we could somehow get those same aliens who did the, the pyramid, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. they could probably make a mean playground. Oh, they could crush a playground in no time. And repair it after they crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) What if you dropped a dome over the playground area and Mm -hmm. filled it with happy gas from the dentist? Uh Uh-huh. And then, no matter what's going on in there, you're going to be having fun. Oh, okay. What, the slide's broken? No worries. What, my leg's broken? No worries. No It's all good in the bubble. I'm having fun just sitting on these splinters and throwing them around. Snow machines. All right. Okay. Just add them. Add snow machines. Year-round snow is going to make up like you don't even need a slide if it's snowing because you're going to be sliding around on the snow. Could you just call the grandfather of everyone that lives in that area and just have an army of granddads who want to fix everything come down and fix it? Yeah, but you I, wouldn't want to be anywhere near there because if you got stuck listening to the stories that a million grandpas could tell you while they fixed a playground, you would die first <laughs> before the playground was fixed. They might tell stories to each other, and that might still be bad. Right. Maybe you could do it like a couple at a time. Yeah, but like the cacophony of millions of stories being told on top of each other would just be overwhelming yeah could you steal from a rich playground in another area Mm. and just have their playground just do the old switcheroo yeah just go pick up all their stuff and uh and put it on your playground yeah does the does the playground say property of hollywood if so just ship it out to hollywood california and replace it with another one Mm. Says, they would never know. They would have no idea. All right. Well, I guess this belongs here. It says it says it does. Did we do it? Yeah. You guys know what? I think you can't solve this with with a pneumatic tube. Mm. I think uh, no uh, vacuum. I think no vacuum would help you here. Luke. Luke says, "Oh, unless that mm-hmm. was the playground. Whoa. You just zip around in tubes. Hamster. <laughs> hamster playground." Yes. Playground. A pneumatic assisted hamster playground. I love that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Nickel Park, the couch guided safari through the wilderness of life. Thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Thanks to AMF for having us on the network. And thanks to you for listening. Until next week, I'm Joshua. I'm Ben. And I'm Luke. We all done that. This one's gotta go. Lost in a
motion can you show me how you put it all in motion show me some loving and show me emotion can you show me how you put it all in motion yeah